Jamie Reske on the lighter side of baseball, and today we have none other than Bradley James Uretsky, my eldest son, that hard-thrown southpaw from the old Little League days. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, thanks. I, I don't know about hard-throwing, but I am a southpaw. Well, you are crafty at a young age. You know, the lefties are crafty. You're crafty. So here we are. What do you want to talk about? Oh, that's for me to go. I, I think it's for you to go. I, it seems like you've got a lot of topics to talk to a lot of different people about. So um, I'm at your, I'll answer, I'll talk about almost anything. Yeah, that's what Jason Grimsley said, and we got into that. But uh, now, what do you guys, uh, how are you surviving without kids' athletics uh, during the COVID-19 crisis? Uh, not too bad, although it's, while it's, everything seems super busy and it's nice not to be busy, it, it's also nice to have activities, including kids' sports. So Ainsley still has two soccer practices a week on Zoom. Um, so that keeps us busy and she, and they're outside. We have a pretty hard and fast rule that I think they have to spend at least two hours outside in order to be able to look at electronics in the evening. So we're doing that. Well, without going into a lot of detail, how does a zoom soccer practice work? Do you actually kick the ball while on zoom or do you know? Or care well I, I just from what I've been able to see when I'm looking out the kitchen window um, no they just do individual drills with but they she does have a ball she's obviously not passing it with anyone um, but she after an hour she comes in and she's very sweaty so it is athletic activity so that's good I, I between you and I and everyone else who's listening I think they're just doing it so they we can't ask for a refund for um, our fees back that we pay, pay to the soccer club. But well, it is a good – she enjoys it. Speaking of refunds, I still don't have any refund from either the Royals or the Cubs. Zero. Nada. And it doesn't look like fans are going to be able to go, but I think they're going to play baseball by the 4th of July. What do you think? I'd bet on the over. Um, but I did hear – MLB approved refunds just yesterday, I think. So right. now, theoretically, I don't know what that means. I, I just read the headline. I guess they needed the approval of MLB to refund money. I don't know if it's going to be a team-by-team -team decision, but, um, but yeah, I, I, we'll see about July 4th. Yeah, I think the, uh, the thing that they all want to do is make sure they get their TV contract for the playoff games, and the players are probably aligned in that regard. But I don't know how the players come to an agreement it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be as easy as they think, but because of that billion dollars sitting out there, I do think that they'll figure it out at one point or another. Well, and they're talking about a hundred game season, at least what I read today, which seems a little optimistic um, in a, in without divisions with just 10 teams per whatever we're calling it. Yeah. So the first thing they came up with, everybody's going to play in Arizona. Then the second thing I saw was Florida, Arizona, Texas in indoor stadiums. Why, why you want to be in indoors other than you picked the hottest spots in the country. And now the plan that you were talking about, um, I read that a little bit and the, the three divisions of 10 teams seems like 
how did Atlanta get in the Central? I don't get why Atlanta's always in a goofy division. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. Um, I guess smarter people than, than I'll try to figure that out. We'll see. Maybe well, they're just trying to play in red states. <laughs> it could be. Let's bring politics into the lighter side of baseball. Hey, you had the opening day tickets, so I'm going to stay true. And you can still have the opening day tickets on the 4th of July when they when they take on the whoever they take on. I, I don't think fans are going to ever be allowed to go for the rest of the year is my guess, but I hope I'm wrong. Actually, yeah, I think well, with the Royals, they could probably leave three seats in between every fan and still have plenty of room. So, you know, I guess they've got that option. Not sure about some other clubs, but. Uh, that that optimism comes through in the Uretsky gene. Actually, I've been, you know, for the purpose of this show, thinking that we'd have spring training in May and baseball in June. But uh, uh, with the fans coming to the games, my position was if they don't have fans, I don't want to have anything to do with it. But I'm sure that position will change. It just seems weird. Um, the uh, the lack of baseball. Uh, you know, I've been watching old baseball games, which is good when your memory's lapsing because you can never remember what happened anyway. But uh, let's talk about your kids and how in the world the uh, the kids got interested in baseball. I can understand how you got interested in baseball. Well, I think this is, I'm going to publicly announce that Ainsley's actually retiring from softball. I think she's decided that she's had enough, although who knows, maybe that'll change. I gave her my Salvador Perez bat. Just She still loves, she still loves Salvi. Um, she still has, um, all of her Salvi memorabilia, Dave memorabilia, and Megan Rapino memorabilia. Those are, those are the only three athletes that she seems to care about. Yeah. Um, but Max is Max. You know, quite. On, I don't know how he started getting into baseball, but he he really likes not having any activities and not being forced to go to practice uh, for any sport, whether it's soccer that I'm coaching or baseball, he's, he likes to, uh, he likes the comfort of his own home, um, to be quite honest. Well, that's our Max. That's a, a position that he's shared for, shared with everybody for most of his uh, life. Well, yeah, most, yeah, most recently when we rode our bike to your house this past weekend. Yeah, um, I, when, when he wanted to ride in the, uh, you know, get a ride to the park, which was two blocks away, I knew that he was probably not going to uh, be the one to initiate a comp a competitive baseball or any sport. But when he gets out there, Max is a gamer. I mean, he, no, he is. He, he's ready to play. He he's ready. always ready to play once, once we get there. Yeah. As were you and, and all, and your two brothers. I mean, it was a, it was a dynamo squad. Do you remember, uh, the Alaskan fur days or the, the, uh, the days when uh, the Huger, Hubert Cougars, Little League Baseball, Pony League Baseball, three and two, whatever you want to call it. I know you remember all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not probably as crystal clear as I should, but I remember playing Shelby's, uh, Pepsi, Massman, all the, all the teams that we would give a good run for their money to. And what? then – on one occasion, beat at least 
Shelby's. Other than that, you know, you know, out of all the all the games that I played, coached, watched from you know all the World Series we've been to, All Star games, the Shelby's game is right up there as as one of the great stories in the history of baseball. Can you uh, can you remember what happened? <laughs> I honestly can't. Other than I, I honestly can't. Um, but I know I. I know that we had one. We had we had one good showing. We did. I mean, we were like a team that that um, was comprised of guys that didn't get a good look on all the other teams, but still wanted to play. And so they the league was hard up for a coach. So somehow I ended up with it, and we didn't have uniforms, so somebody gave us old uniforms. We had a tough start to the year, but somehow. <laughs> we came up upon Shelby's, which had a team in every division of three and two, and they were undefeated. And somehow we went into a, I remember a a North Carolina four corner kind of game. Our pitcher would throw a ball once every like five minutes. And finally the time limit ran out and we were winning. It was great. Who was the pitcher? It was Andrew Bond. No, no, no. It was that kid that his dad coached. And the, the and the funny thing is, like the next game, I looked over, and his kid, the pitcher that had won our biggest game in the history of games, was on the bench side of the chain links fence, kissing his girlfriend on the other side of the chain links fence. So, the win against Shelby's is monumental, but seeing a guy uh, making out through the chain link fence was, I got to say, I'd never seen that before or after, but that, that I can't remember what his name was. That was a team that, uh, no, Andrew Bond, that was, that was, an, that was another team. There's another interesting story that we probably wouldn't want to share, but old Andrew was a gamer. And then I think he got married when he was 13. So why or how, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, wow, that was great. As for, uh, you know, we all retire. At, from baseball, Ainsley uh, this year, me after watch sitting on a bench while my college team lost seventy-five or eighty games for two years, and then uh, you hung it up at some point. I can't remember. Uh, must have been after high school. It was after my sophomore year. I think my sophomore year of high school. I quote unquote played on the JV team. Um. And and uh, supplemented that experience with, quote unquote, playing on the Blue Jays, um, the traveling team for that time, and uh, that was that was all she wrote. Well, you and your younger brother pursued those spectacular careers in the world of uh, soccer. Yes, I experienced more success in that sport than baseball, so I went with it. Well, we'll have a show called The Lighter Side of Soccer someday. But today it's baseball, and uh, let's before we get into Nelly, uh, are there any games that you that stand out? We've seen World Series games. Well, 85, you were probably not old enough to remember the World Series. No, but I do remember 1987. 1987. What happened? What's, what happened? In- I believe the story was set in Oakland, California. See, we weren't going to talk about Dave for a while, but 
Yeah, that was uh that was a that was a long game and that was a that was an interesting weekend. Yeah, you know it was good. It was, you know. Um so you were ten, and, your brother was seven, your other brother was four. And somehow yeah. somehow I end up taking you guys all out to San Francisco to the All Star game. But Nellie, who was the director of minor league operations, got tickets for us and then we got to hang with his posse, I guess, from Tommy Golden to uh, all these other people that had come in from Scottsdale. And uh, as I recall, we had the Andrew incident with, with dinner, which probably is maybe your standout moment. Well, and, and the game. The game was super long. The long my recollection. Game, was, yeah. I think the longest yeah. All-Star game ever. And then we had to stay because it was the all-star game. So it seemed even longer. And I think it was one to nothing in 13 innings. And I don't know if Jose Canseco, another well-known cheater, hit a home run to win the game or or what. But uh, so that would have been two years after the – do you remember at all the uh, Cardinal Royals World Series? There's no reason probably why you would. No. You, you mean in 1985? Yeah. No, not – not particular. I mean, other than seeing pictures from like the parade and stuff, but no, I don't, I don't have any recollection of being at the stadium. So you would have been the same age that, that I was at when my dad took me to Comiskey Park and a guy, Bob Keegan threw a no hitter, which I tell everybody I saw a no hitter, but I don't, you know, I, I'm not sure what my first memory was up maybe when I was nine which would have been the age you were at at the All-Star game. I remember seeing the World Series with my dad at Comiskey Park um, when the White Sox got clobbered in game six. But um, what's, what's your first memory of actually being at a game, if, if you can delineate? To be fair. Now, remember the, uh, the Indians games? The, uh, yeah, you mean when they were good? Yeah, you know, in spring training, we did see some uh, take trips to Florida. Sometimes you were in college and missed out on some of the Indian stuff. But well, we went to—I mean, we went to spring training in Arizona more than Florida. True. True. And I remember the pool at the Embassy Suites, but not so much. And waiting, waiting for autographs of people who would never actually they would pitch as many pitches as I did in the major leagues um, and then wasting a ball uh, with their ink on it but we did that a lot and it was fun do you remember the Reggie Jackson bat uh, exchange with Nellie or was that a fog no I'm no I don't I I do not remember the exchange I remember I know that that bat is I know the lore of that bat yeah but no, I don't remember the exchange. Other than I know there is a special place in in Dave's heart for Reggie. Absolutely, and it resulted in us getting a, getting the bat. What um, do you? I'm trying to think what other memorable occasions would have happened on the uh, professional baseball field. The World Series and uh, the the first night game. Okay. At yeah. Wrigley. Um, or the first night games at Wrigley, you know, the first game got rained out. Right. Um, 
but yeah, that was memorable. Um, I'm still not a Cubs fan, but it was memorable nonetheless. I know. Now that I've got you on the spot in the 2016 game five of the World Series, you weren't really pulling for the Cubs, were you? No. American League. I knew it. You tried to put on a, a good face, but uh, I, I put a Cubs hat. I put a Cubs stocking cap on, I believe, but that's that's all I could do. Your brother Josh, the diehard Cub fan, but I, I knew that you were pulling for the Tribe. To, that would have been the World Series. They would have swarmed the field at Wrigley and uh, taken home the uh, World Series trophy. But uh, it wasn't to be. Wasn't to be. It was not meant. It was not meant to be. No. Um, do you remember any of the playoffs in Cleveland? I, well, I remember one, I think one or two years, it kind of coincided with me being in college. Right. And so I do know that some of that, one of those trips I didn't, I didn't, at least one I couldn't go just due to differences in breaks and school because yeah. I was busy getting a world-class education at the Harvard of the Sonoran Desert. There you go. Yeah, and then the Harvard of of uh, some part of Kansas for law school. The Harvard on the car. Yeah. There you go. Nice. That's right. And, uh, you know, you're a litigation attorney and a, a partner in a gigantic uh, uh, successful firm with a great career. I don't know about gigantic. We're AMLAW 100, we prefer to say. <laughs> well, you know, probably worked out better that your control was a little spotty and three and two baseball and you ended up going to law school. I can say the same about me. Yeah. I don't think that, uh, even if my control was on, I don't think I would have made it to the show or even my senior year of high school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's tough, but, uh, one thing you do remember, what's your first memory of Nelly? The, the, 1988? No, it had to be. No, I don't don't know. I mean, I don't know. The calendar-wise, I remember, and I'm trying to think of what year it was, but during that off-season when the first off-season that he lived, he lived in in Overland Park um, (laughs) at 103rd and Ballantyne in your basement. Yeah. Um, When he was, you know, making tomatoes you know when when he was just domesticated that that was when he was catching mice cooking uh cooking pasta and uh you know he'd always come for thanksgiving no matter whether he was living with us or not and uh he would always make uh you know some food that maybe you guys weren't accustomed to when he'd start boiling necks and making uh gravy with the turkey snack and that sort of thing yeah, it was different than the Pizza Hut, the Pizza Hut pizza that we were accustomed to. And burgers. Yeah, he always had something that we didn't like. Yeah, that was a guy. He was a good friend. He was he was around quite a bit, and I know he came to your wedding. He, um, you know, he seemed to be uh, always around for most of the significant events that happened. Uh, was down in Cabo with the crowd when... Uh, oh, yeah, Cabo. You can't forget Cabo. Can't forget Cabo. That was uh, that was uh, multi I think he was in charge of... Our, I think he was the adult at our house that we stayed at. 
yeah. which is funny. Yeah. Funny that he was in charge or that you called him an adult. Both. Yeah. I don't know that he was really in charge, but um, he, he certainly purported to be in charge and he was an adult sort of a memorable time indeed uh yeah there was uh the fishing the golf the wedding it was all uh, all memorable cooperstown yeah yeah cooperstown yeah do you remember that uh that rotation yeah. of cleveland picking up david and then heading east to the various locations i do i yeah i i remember and probably i just remember things where my siblings got into trouble, but I remember golfing well, um, Niagara Falls a little less well, and then and then Cooperstown. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was quite a trip. Well, we'll have to get back to Cooperstown with uh, with Max and Ainsley. I think they they would like it. I mean, Ainsley seems to be a little bit into memorabilia. I know you're. Yeah. Really, I know you are really into memorabilia. Well, I'm busy. I'm busy collecting as many baseball cards as possible um, as my parentals downsize. Um, well, you are in big time luck. I've been trying to. Uh, I think I boxed up about fifteen hundred baseballs, of which I can read the signature signatures on half. There are a lot of bats, a lot of balls, but then there's some weird miscellaneous stuff. We. Uh, if you'll recall, we were going to get into the business of of selling and buying baseball cards. So at one point, which unfortunately was not a lucrative part of the collecting world, we started buying up cases of cards. And uh, I'm sure you remember all that. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I have some cases. <laughs> if you find a willing buyer, I've got, I've got about 50 boxes of those in my basement right now. Well, and or actually, maybe not that many, but I've got some unopened wax pack boxes for sure. Yeah, I think the mostly wax... 1987, the most worthless year of Topps cards ever. You know, I was reading it just for whatever reason. I got onto the top. I found a bunch of 1980 cards, so I thought, well, maybe the 1980 cards were kind of valuable. I don't think so. Uh, Ricky Henderson is about it, and and so it listed. This guy wrote a little summary of 80, 81, all the way through the 80s. And to your point, when he got to 87, he goes, there's nobody worth the worth paper in 87. When he got to 88, he goes, see my comments to 87. So it's like. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what 88 looks like. Um, 87 was that wood backdrop, um, which wasn't very pleasing anyways, but. Yeah, I mean, when the one of the better pitchers is Dennis Oil Can Boyd, you know that doesn't that doesn't shake out real good for collecting. See, without cards, though, you would never have heard of Dennis Oil Can Boyd. That's no, that's true. Absolutely. Now I remember the first trade where I, you know, where I took advantage of, you know, my trading partner and got those, you know, two Mike Schmidt rookie cards. It's a pretty good deal. So Chris Carter, if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sure he it's is. It's a memory good. I'll never forget. Who who wouldn't listen to the lighter side of baseball? But the um, 
the the nineteen fifties are good. The sixties are not so good. The seventies get worse. The eighties are miserable. The nineties are worse. And uh, you know, I still bought boxes of of the complete sets, but I'm not sure why. On the other hand, um, some of the old cards are kind of fun to fun to look at. Makes it easier to follow the sport. But uh, you never really got into fantasy baseball much, did you? No, too too uh, too much of a commitment. And gambling. Football's hard enough. Football's hard enough. How about gambling? I, I've never gambled on a a sporting event ever. Actually, have you? Been... Other than I guess March Madness in Las Vegas when I was there for Kyle Kassebaum's bachelor party. Other than that, I've never placed an official bet on. Unlike other people I know. I was going to say, so you're just like your brothers. Yeah, I that I may be like him, but not in that respect. Uh, I can't believe you haven't laid down any action at the you know that your brothers haven't given you some hot tips. I don't. Um, I, I I think my guess is they w- lose more than they win. So yeah. other than Josh's miraculous bet for Patrick Mahomes to win. MVP and before that Ohio state to win the national championship after their star quarterback blew out his knee or shoulder or something. Other than that, I haven't heard about too many bets that were successful. (laughs) Well, your brother, Andrew thinks that they're going to, you know, be betting in baseball stadiums before the end of the uh, next couple of years. So you'll have live betting, which, you know, I guess if you have a phone, you can bet. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, very familiar with any of the betting, but uh, that you can bet in a football game in the middle of a football game at, with an over-under that comes out in the middle of the game seems a little bit strange, but I'm sure it's like betting the field at craps. It looks really good, but it's a, the old sucker bet. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I do know that you can do that. I, I know enough about just betting in general. Um, yeah, no, I think that'll be interesting. And I'm sure if Andrew said it, I'm sure he didn't believe in it strongly. So that's good. That is true. Food. You got to love food. I mean, what's your ideal day at the ballpark with the kids? Getting there early and leaving in the fourth inning or? Uh... Fourth inning is not ideal. Probably the third. I'm just kidding. Uh, ideal would be only having to buy one, one hot dog. You know, they'll eat a hot dog. Uh, they love hot dogs and they love um, any type of cold treat there. Um, and peanuts, if if our if Emily is not with us, the then we go crazy with peanuts due to her genetic weakness of not being able to digest legumes without dying. Well, and you're probably disappointed because now the kids like to stay for the whole game a lot of times. Yeah, um, it's they're pretty easily manipulated still for the time being. All it takes is one extra treat and we can get out of there just about any time. Unless it's, if it's playoff baseball, then, um, then yeah, it's a lot more interesting. Does anybody in in your family watch when there is baseball, watch it on TV or is it pretty much? Yeah, we do. Uh, Yeah, no, we do, but not like beginning to end. We'll watch it like, you know, whatever the game started seven Oh five and the kids usually go up between 8.30 and 9, and so 
after dinner if the if the Royals are having a decent season, we'll watch it. We won't watch like a random, you know, Sunday night baseball game um, under any circumstances unless it's the Royals. So 2014, they get in the World Series. Uh, we went to a bunch of those games, and it seems to me that the last game, fireworks in the parking lot after the loss to the Mets. The Mets, no, they lost to the, the Giants in Game right. Seven. Oh yeah, Baumgartner. How could anybody remember? Say? It took us like two hours to get out of the parking lot. Yeah, but we were at the game. We were there. We were at the game. Yeah, no, I think, I think I'd be hard pressed to. I don't think I missed a playoff game at home in either 2014 or 2015. 2014 primarily was with at our seats, and then 2015 was primarily, I mean, just either through work or friends or, and then a couple of our seats sprinkled in. So, but yeah, a lot of playoff baseball, playoff fatigue. And it, it ended on the road. So that was a little bit anticlimactic when they beat the Mets, as you have pointed out in game yeah. six. I, game, think. I think, I thought it was game I, five, but I could be wrong. It might've been. Yeah. You know, like I said, I'm getting old. I get confused easily. So, um, the uh, the world of baseball is good. I, I guess in the World Series, they won't have fans there either if things go as planned. That'll be kind of weird. I didn't read far enough to see how how they anticipate having playoffs if they're having these three ten team divisions, leagues, whatever they are. Well, um, they'll probably have. My guess is they'll have the champion and then three three wild card teams from each division and they'll play around robin and then i don't know i mean three seems weird the whole thing seems I'm, weird well i mean with all the and baseball being such tra- filled with such traditionalists is anyone going to really give a crap i mean is it going to be a gigantic asterisk anyways it will i mean they're already saying that it will if, if it's called the world series it won't be like the world series champion I, you know, it's just a clear play for uh, for, the, make money. for the money um, and to avoid having to pay, I suppose, the some of the players' salaries. I don't have a clue how that's going to be determined after this initial phase where they agreed to pay a certain into a pot and then the players get a pro rata share of that. But... Um, you know, I think it's all going to be weird until they come up with a vaccine. Um, I think until then that it's going to be kind of weird. Are you guys, you know, I've heard that Kansas is supposed to end the stay at home in another few days. Is that still going to happen or did she? I think so. No, I think Governor Kelly said that she was not going to extend it, but but there hasn't, I haven't seen any guidance unless it came out today about what that means. You know, I don't think it's just all opening. Um, I'm guessing there's some plan. I just haven't, I haven't seen what that is. We don't plan on immediately running out. And I mean, it's, we barely, we don't really trust politicians to begin with, much less to, you know, for the economy's sake is the only reason they're moving as quickly as they are to try to do something. So we'll, I think we'll probably hunker down for 
a while until we feel comfortable, you know, in our own right. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and until then, you do everything on the phone and on the computer, I guess, and uh, including um, getting ready for the baseball season on the 4th of July. I can't wait to, to have that happen as long as I get to go to the games. I, I did a podcast with um, Dwayne Statch yesterday, and I asked him if he'd hire me to be his, like, not bodyguard, but I could drive him around and uh, go to all He could be games. his intern. I, I, yeah, I could be his intern. That's a good point. And, uh, you know, I could pick out restaurants for him to go to, although I guess since he's been around the major leagues forever and ever, he'd probably be the one that would be uh, taking me to the places. But uh, what a good guy and a good friend of Dave's. And, you know, that first night game, that was uh, uh, Dave's partner was Dwayne Stats for most of the game and then Harry Carey for the other, other three innings and uh, the rain out. It's monumental if you remember that, and then uh, absolutely no game. Yeah, those were fun, and then being down on the field. I mean, I'm looking at picture of you and your brothers in the dugout with Don Zimmer explaining how to bunt to somebody, and uh, and Billy Williams, and yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, a, a lot of people. That was a fun. Yeah, that was a fun, a fun couple games against. I think it was the Phillies, if I'm not mistaken. But um, actually, it was two different teams. Oh, really? So it was the first one, the Phillies? The first one was the Phillies, and the second one might have been the Mets. I mean, the score hmm. the scorecard is in the basement in that big, you know, that big thing that, that uh, you've seen that's got a cracked piece of glass with nice scorekeeping and then some spectacular pictures of Greg Maddox sliding out on the tarp and stuff like that. Nobody knew who Greg Maddox was at that point, but he was out there sliding around. What else is going on? Anything exciting? No, we're just, uh, you know, day by day. May is, May is a big birthday month in the Uretsky family. So, um, so we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll have to see how this, all the celebrations go, but they're all chock full. I'm very relieved that they ended the stay at home deal, right? Uh, Like five, six, eight days before my birthday, a few days before Ainsley's birthday. Thank goodness. Because, you know, I'm sure you've got some big things planned for my 70th birthday. Yeah, yeah, we do. We plan. We'll probably talk to you that day, and um, maybe send you some flowers, or maybe bike over. Who knows? Like, you know, the sky's the limit at this point. Well, you know, we can have we can have uh, you can bring your own food to grill, and we can be 20 feet apart on the deck. I mean, come on, with a cake, you make half a cake. I'll make half a cake. Um, I, like I told you, I'd planned a, a spectacular celebration of my own birthday, but now it's kind of, you know, lost a little of its zeal with the uh, coronavirus going around, but I am, I am smoking ribs as we speak. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where'd you get them? Hopefully the fire didn't go out. No kidding. Hey, and Costco's starting a new nine to 10 for people over 60 in the morning. So I plan to be there at the, at the, to stand in line with my other old people. Don't forget your mask. And my mask. I'd have a mask to get in. I've got it's a mandatory mask. now. Yeah. And, or on Monday, I guess. Yeah. I got the ribs actually more precisely. Kay got the ribs at the hen house and uh, they look pretty good. Uh, in another two and a half hours, they'll be ready for dinner. Should be good. Well, yeah, that sounds good. It sounds good. 
So I'm sure that by the time everybody's ready to start practicing, Max will be ready to go back on the mound. One of the, I'm not sure you were there. I'm sure you, you probably were there. You never missed a game, but the first time Max went in the pitch and they had that artificial mound, you know, that's built out of plywood probably. So it takes Max, it took a little effort to get up to the top of the mound. He pitched an inning, got three outs. He, he walked a few guys, and after the game, I went up to him, talked to him, said, man, that was a great game. And he goes, the umpire was squeezing me. <laughs> only, only Max would say the ump was squeezing the strike zone. And the first time he towed the rubber, it was pretty funny. Yes, that's that is, sounds like Max. He's uh, he's being raised in the ways of Andrew. Um, he, he, he is always right. Well... That's the way things are in the rescue family. I mean, and it's hard to have, you know, all the people in the rescue family be right at the same time, especially with uh, your middle brother. Uh, well, everyone, as long as they agree with him, then everyone is right at the same time. That's true. But there's little Andrew and Max now that you mention it. Now that you mention it. Well, any other memories of Nelly that, uh, you know, besides he was always around? No, I mean, no. He, yeah, he was around at all the a lot of the important dates in our family. So um, marriages, you know, graduations, Thanksgivings, Christmases, some sometime. Um, but no, other than that, no. He was just a part of the family. He was part of the family, and people have been sending me some. But he was he was a skinny young baseball player when I first met him. He probably would say I was skinny and had more dark hair too if he could he was around now. But uh yeah. He was a he was fun and uh he was always very supportive of you guys and I know that uh you know how part of the podcast is about where you where people get the bug for baseball and pass it along to their kids, which you did and I did. Uh, but I mean Max and Ainsley are really into Nelly. I mean I'm not sure where oh connection came up whether it was near the end of his life or just because he was always always here in their life for thanksgiving anyway yeah yeah no i don't know but it, it definitely it definitely was strong um they've got i tried to get ainsley to clean her room the other day and take off all this what i just assumed was a mess on top of her dresser and it was She's like, no, this is all Nelly stuff, and it stays right here. I'm like, okay, and looking at it, I guess there is some order to it, but um, no, definitely they they love Dave, and um, but yeah, I don't know, just him being around probably, and you know, no, you know, he, allegedly he was a professional baseball player. I didn't know him at that time, but um, so that was pretty cool, and the kids thought think that that's cool. Well, and, and I know that uh, Max wears a little patch that the Brewers handed out uh, that memorial weekend service that uh, that we all went to, and uh, so Max put that on his uniform, and that's you know that's pretty cool. I think absolutely, it's yeah, no, and they've got the Brewers uniforms to boot or the old Brewers like uniforms. Yeah, yeah. So it transcends uh, it transcended the ages of our family, that's for sure, and. Uh, you know, on top of that, he was he was a fun guy, and he was allegedly a baseball player. I I, I remember actually seeing him hit a few home runs in uh, 
1973. So uh, he would have been 29 years old at that time and uh, on his way to the All-Star Game in Kansas City, of all places. How about that? Huh. Go figure, yeah. Well, we've got – yeah, we have the baseball cards to prove that he was a baseball player. We've got a, oh. we feel like we've got a, a, the corner of the market on Dave, David Earl Nelson baseball cards. Yeah, I think, you know, he would hand them out when he'd go give – you know, when he'd go to speaking engagements in Milwaukee. So, you know, at the end of his life, he had a surplus of cards, I think, easily – a couple hundred cars of uh, old Nelly Billy. But uh, as we leave, can you think of uh, any one game that sticks out in your mind besides the Cubs win in game five of the World Series? You, um, yeah, maybe what's the most exciting game you've been Well, to? games. I mean, game seven of the 2014, we didn't win. Yeah. But it was pretty – exciting um and we are close to winning um damn Baumgartner. well and some of the and all those playoff games you know against the astros um we were in disney world uh for the beginning of the 2014 playoffs when kind of the royals kept cobbling together wins um and just kicking the crap out of people um but yeah that was all that the 2014-15 playoff runs were all exciting and fun do you remember seeing george brett play no not not any particular game Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if it what i do remember i'm not sure if it was from instructional videos with charlie lau that you made me watch or actual game time but um i do i I remember it i just don't remember him playing uh, in a specific game and did that pay dividends or what? Watching Charlie Law and Law instruct. Yeah, I mean, my hand-eye coordination was incredible. Solid, really contact. incredible. Solid contact. All right. So, from the oldest of my kids to the one who probably has more of my personality than he'd like to share. This has been fun talking with Brad on the lighter side of baseball. Uh, anything else you want to say to your many fans out there, buddy? No, I just, I'm glad. Thanks for the invite. You know, um, even if it's episode 45, I appreciate it. I'm happy to do it. Happy to talk baseball. Um, and hopefully we'll have baseball sooner rather than later. And the Royals will climb to the top of the pile again at some point before I die. Or I get rid of the tickets or hand them over to you. That's I just plan. assume that the I'm just That's assumed the that the, you the get Intervivos Trust already owns those tickets and they'll just go ahead and pass to whatever family members are living in Kansas City at that time. But I'd say you got the inside track, man. Even if you're uh, giving me grief over when you appear on the lighter side of baseball. I'm just kidding. That was I know. That was all in good fun. No. Um, Forty eight. Is that what what episode is this? This was probably episode 22. Okay. Well, not bad. Of the second season. (laughs) (laughs) But, but in the first season, I think there were only like a handful of guests, but uh, you know, this is memorable. Now we got to get you and with the zoom technology, we can get you and Josh. I think we'll get Andrew by himself. Uh, That might 
might be hard to follow. But uh, you're gonna have to get Josh, man of few words. That'll be a short, a short podcast with Josh. Well, we'll just have to do it in the evening with like some sort of every time you say a certain word, you know, we have to take a drink or something like that. Ooh, I like that. All right. Uh, a virtual Zoom interview with uh, the Rescue Boys. All right, buddy. Thank you. Your thank humor you. is always appreciated. Your uh, sarcasm is noted, and uh, uh, you know how proud I am of you, so it doesn't, uh, I don't have to say that. But um, that's it for the lighter side of baseball with Brad Uretsky and Jamie Uretsky and a couple of Uretskis to follow. Maybe Thanks, Pops. What's that? Oh, they could. Yeah, they definitely. They would. They would talk for as as uh, I think at least a solid ten minutes. You know, before moving on to the next shiny object. Well, and interestingly, Ainsley wouldn't. When I when I tried to early on, when I'm not even sure I'd done one, I brought him into my office, and uh, Ainsley wouldn't wouldn't uh, participate, and of course Max wouldn't be quiet. And then after Max wouldn't be quiet, of course, Ainsley wanted to go do it. So uh, we'll, we'll have to get them on. I think uh, a year more mature and they're ready to go. And they are ready to go. They are ready to go for sure. Be good. All right, buddy. Be good. Be healthy. Be safe. And luckily, like I said, by May 12th, stay at home will be over. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you guys over here. Yeah, uh, we will. We will uh, see you then for sure. All right. Be good. And, All right, Dad. That's it for the lighter side of baseball with Brad and Jamie. Later. Later. Later.